All right, kids, here we go. Next seminar up October 14th through the 16th. After that, December 9th through the 11th. And then the first seminar of 2023 is February 17th through the 19th. Just a note on that. The price of the seminar will be going up in 2023. So if you're on the fence about October or December, don't delay. For training camps on the list, November 19th, we have a self-sufficient lifter camp. That's in Wichita Falls, covering the squat, the press, the deadlift, how to film yourself, and how to diagnose your own technique. Then we have our lift, shoot, flight camp. This is a two-day camp, December 17th through the 18th in Wichita Falls, covering, obviously, all of the lifts, some combatives, and some firearms fun. Then we have a couple camps in Seoul, South Korea. That's December 4th, we'll have a squat camp, and then after that will be a deadlift and power clean camp, so both those camps on the same day. If you purchase both those camps together, you do get a $40 discount. For squat and deadlift camps on the list with spots available still, December 11th in Chicago at Starting Strength Chicago, then November 19th in Moodus, Connecticut at Anino Strength and Conditioning. For three lift camps on the list covering the squat, the press, and the deadlift, we do have one in Baltimore on October 30th at 5x3 Training, and then another on December 11th in London. Starting Strength gyms continue to look for talent and are hiring. So, if you are interested to find out if a spot is opening near you or if there's a spot that you might be willing to move to for a specific position, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com, check out the coaching tab, get on the list, and find out what's available through ENA. We also have some specific opportunities for Armed Forces veterans, so talk to ENA about those as well if you qualify. That's startingstrengthgyms.com and check out the coaching tab. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting strength. Radio. Well, what do you want me to say? You people have gotten used to me saying, welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. But, you know, do I really have to do that every time? Do I have to welcome you back? Probably. Probably, yeah. You think I should? I, I think so, yeah. You, because, might have, you might have new listeners. You never because know. what if they don't? Uh, well, that'd be back. That'd be just welcome to start. Yeah, but the new people, you want them to know that there's other episodes. Ah. 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 I hadn't thought of that. Because they'll say. That's an excellent They'll take. say, welcome back. Oh, there's welcome more. Welcome back. Oh, they're, they're coming back again. This is already the greatest to something that we've got. This is episode number 183, I think, isn't it? Oh, I think or 182. We're, I think we're past. Yeah, that. it might be 185. No. Anybody know? Bree? 182, I believe. Okay. 182. Bree says 182. I it's 182. So we're going to just like assume it's 182. So if, <laughs> if it's not 182, make it 182. <laughs> episode 3842. <laughs> yeah. Yep, 182. Oh, there we go. All right. Off. So. Uh, <laughs> We got a Q&A today, what we call a paper Q&A. That's our in-house term. Letting you in on a little secret. That's our in-house term for what this is. This is a paper Q&A. That would contrast with a call-in Q&A, which is an entirely different creature. This is a paper Q&A wherein you submit questions through various channels to uh to us actually brie collects all these things and then she prints them out and here they are preference is given to subscribers but if you know subscribers disappoint us let us down ask too many stupid questions we will occasionally dip into the other channels that we have for uh, questions from you the listening audience uh, I think that's at startingstrengthradio.com or radio at startingstrength.com. Ah, radio at startingstrength.com would be the other uh, source of questions that we 
use for our paper Q&A here, right? Pretty much every question from subscribers gets answered, though, right? Yeah. So Unless occasionally one will be just uh, will reflect such abject stupidity that I can't bring myself to read it. Pretty rare. Very, very seldom does that occur. Very seldom does that occur because our subscribers are of a higher caliber than the typical MSNBC audience member, right? At least we pretend that's the case. Well, we, we'd like to think that anyway. Network.startingstrength.com. Network.startingstrength.com. I thought you said radio at startingstrength.com. No, the subscribers are network.startingstrength.com. Oh, subscribers that's, are network.startingstrength.com. That's how you become a subscriber. Right. All right. There you go. General questions, radio at startingstrength.com. Okay. Now, all of that having been said... It's now time for what is apparently your favorite section of the show, segment, I think is the broadcast term for this segment of the show that we refer to as comments Comments. from From the heaters. Here we go. I, I really, I, I, I despise these people so, so thoroughly. I hate this, but you know, here we have this conversation every time. Do I have to do this? Yes, you have to do this. Why do I have to do this? Because everybody in the audience likes to hear you fuck with the haters. Yeah. And I, but why would you like listening to me fuck with the haters when they're just fucking with me? Shut up and read. The comments from the haters. Yeah, I bet we get and a lot of people. We do that every week. Yes, people just turn it off after comments from the haters. They don't right. want to hear you talk about whatever, but right. they do want to hear. Well, I'm, you know, from I, the that doesn't surprise me. You know. All right, so here are the comments from the haters today, and uh, oh god damn, started watching this video at a healthy twelve percent body fat, <laughs> looking like Z Y Z Z. Whatever that means. What's that mean? I have no. Oh, the Z's pose. Z Y Z Z. It's like it's like they like pose like this or something like that. It's, ah, it's, it's, a, it's fucking a, physique. Yeah. It's All a right. Physique. Ended this video at fifty percent body fat, <laughs> looking like Nico Cotto. Then I don't know who that is. There's a bunch of cultural references here <laughs> with which I am not familiar. All right. And that's from a guy who says his name is Don. All right, Don. Don can't make himself understood for some reason. Well, that's typical. Don gained 250 pounds in the course of a 10-minute video. Right. That's awesome. What did he say, well, Nico well, well, Zito? We hook him up with uh, the Parkland Hospital burn patient department down there if he's that good at building tissue. Yeah. You know. He, who, who did he say, Nico Zito? N-I-K-O-C-A-D-O. Like oh, avocado, but Nick Ocado. Who is that? Oh, it's this fucking guy. Oh, that guy. It's the guy that was a a vegan. He was a vegan, I think. A vegan. He was a vegan, right? And then he decided to start eating food. And he he got got fat. And he gained like 300 pounds. He's also mentally inept. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's evidenced by the fact that he was a vegan at one time. doomed from the beginning. Yep. He was doomed. He started getting attention on YouTube. Normal people don't have eating disorders. You know, that's right. If you're a vegan, you have an eating disorder. You are profoundly fucked up. You don't understand hardly anything at all about anything at all if you're a vegan. All right. So, you know, hate me for that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Here's one. Uh, it's funny how Rip laughs about kettlebells. Meanwhile, he's so healthy that he has trouble breathing just sitting down. <laughs> Giravoy, that's what the Russians call kettlebells. He's an insider. Oh, that's what they call kettle- kettlebells? Yeah. No shit. Giravoy sport. Oh, okay. How do I know that? You know everything. I don't. Just heard it someplace. Obviously, I'm not qualified to. 
you know, have an opinion about this. Gear boys quietly work out, and people that can do it can actually walk up a few flight of stairs and not need to rest. Good for them. Well, that's, you know, wonderful. There's all kinds of uh, things that are quite the workout. <laughs> like walking up the like stairs. Helen. <laughs> Angie, any of those CrossFit workouts are quite the workout, but that's not what we do, Andy. We're doing strength training, okay? And kettlebells are not strength training. Kettlebells are also not, you know, five-card draw. There's lots of things kettlebells are not, and strength training is one of them. Kettlebells are not food. Kettlebells are not cheeseburgers. Kettlebells are not an appointment with your tattoo artist right lots and lots of things kettlebells are not and strength training is one of those things okay now this guy should try kettlebells here's another one. <laughs> right they're already rolling oh, these are these are uh, the video uh, so the I, videos I the from right the clip. kettlebell yeah. storage yeah you put that clip up I, pick, I picked the right clip man haven't even made the video yet i knew it too yeah all right i titled it kettlebell shortage <laughs> This guy should try kettlebells. He might get in shape for the first time in his life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never been in shape. That's certainly true. All right, here's uh, this is from uh, something called uh, preparing for a set of 20 squats. Uh, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> But this guy's talking out of his ass. Respectfully. Yep, important. When doing 20 rep squats, you're supposed to pick a weight that you could get for 12 and then force yourself to do eight more. That makes no sense. The last rep should make you almost black out. Every other video on YouTube, every other video on YouTube, Every other video on YouTube <laughs> about 20 rep squats remarks it as great. Apparently, this dude knows something we all don't. Well, I suppose I do. Yes. Uh, you're When you do sets of 20 rep squats, you pick a weight that you can do for 10, not 12, stupid fuck. And then you just do another single and then another single until the total is 20. And what I've said is that even though the last rep, the 20th rep, is one of the more psychologically difficult things it's possible for you to do, it's still not heavy because a weight you can do for 20 reps is not a heavy weight. And that's what I've said. And that is the truth. And you have never done 20 rep squats for six weeks at a time, and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and I do. That's why I'm here and you're there. Devastating. Does that seem? Yeah. Is that devastating? <laughs> you got him. All right. Yeah. He's God. He's he's gonna kill he's, himself. He's gonna kill himself. <laughs> kill yourself. Let me encourage you to go ahead and on the heels of that devastating takedown, kill yourself. All right. Oh, here's here's one that's very appropriate at this point. Blah, blah, blah. This guy's voice hurts my ears. <laughs> Sorry, fanboys. Okay. Uh, it's low effort. It's a low effort. That's a comment. low effort. Yeah. yeah that's, that's not a... Uh, I shouldn't have read that. It's just that's that, great. It, it just highlights the uh, the quality here. Highlights the bottom three percent nature yep. of this of this highly important segment of the fucking. <laughs> do you podcast. want me to? Do you want me to right. bleep it out? Nah, <laughs> sure. I already read it. Well, I mean, I can bleep it out. Get a People can guess out of what it, it said. <laughs> you can bleep it out, or you, what you could do is just put a. You could gray out my mouth yeah. and put some kind of a hiss. Yeah, that's why. That's why I mean by bleep it out. Just oh, okay. But leave the time in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? You're the goddamn production guy. I'm, 
I just generate the material. All right. Here is a comment in response to learning to press the starting strength method. Samir Vinjara says, this method does not work if you have wide shoulders. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe Samir is right because we've never trained anyone with wide no. shoulders. So how would we know? Right? How would we know more than this bottom 1% motherfucker? That was awesome. All right. Very All sure right. of himself. Man. All right. Here's the confusing one that's uh, directly indicative of why I object to this segment. All right. Bro needs to work on his cardio and then the two letters FR. For, for real. real. For real. For real. For real. No cap. No, it's just lowercase f, lowercase yeah, r. For real. For real. For real. Yeah. So this is all like the, some 12 year old texting all the, to all, his the buddy. all the retarded 12 year olds are using for real, for real. Yeah. No cap. What's the other? There's another one. Well, no okay. cap. For real, for real. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Here's, here's, so anyway, the fucking kids. What's, right. the, video, I, I what's the video about? Which one is he talking about? The rack pull with Mark Ripito. Oh. So I'm doing a video about a rack pull, and he wants me to work on my cardio. <laughs> All right. According to Rip, some individual by the name of Anthony Duros, according to Rip, when Steve Johnson pulls... 1,000 pounds on a trap bar, Steve Johnson isn't strong because he's not using a barbell. Well, that is a... I don't think you ever Now, said there that. is a... <clears throat> that's impressive. There's a very high level of understanding, yeah. isn't it? That's a... That, this guy has got insight. Yeah. Yeah. He's... He's picked up on, on all the nuance. All the nuance is in the possession of Anthony Duros here. He's a... Uh, very intelligent man. Yep. Can't Very wait to hear the rest of the comment. The, the rest of this devastating attack on your trap bar video. No, that's all there is. Oh, shit. Okay. Stops right there. Because he's not using a barbell. Stops right there. Well, okay. Well, all right. What's with Rip's hand? Twitch. <laughs> He must be new. <laughs> first week, I guess. We have a t-shirt dedicated. First week. There's a whole t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Lobster claw. <laughs> and last, WTF, question mark. Next, Rip is going to be tell us bands and foam rollers are useless. I've already told you that. You two stupid fuckers. You get caught up. I've, I've told you that three years ago. Bands and foam rollers are useless. Bands and foam rollers are useless. That's great. You know why? Because I said so. That's why. Yeah, I agree. Like the vice so. principle. Yeah. Uh, right. Go back to the vice principles argument. Because I said so. Yeah. And that's this week's installment of comments, comments. From, from the heaters. Feels good, right, after getting that out? It's now that's cathartic. Oh, that's, yeah. it's just a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like my belly is gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Shit. Man, Rusty could go do a thousand pound trap bar deadlift. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Rig a thousand Doesn't pound mean you're trap bar deadlift. You don't have to be strong to pick up a thousand pounds. How do you even load a thousand pounds on a trap bar? I don't think they're made for that. It's one with extra long. Bunch of hundred pound plates. Big soreness one. I yeah. don't think the goddamn structure of a trap bar will 
hold up to a thousand. He must have pounds. done it. I mean, he refers to it. Maybe there's a video out there. Really? <clears throat> well, he had a special trap bar made. Does that guy deadlift a thousand? <clears throat> no, I'm sure he doesn't. I don't know. He probably Shit. doesn't. I don't know. I mean, these idiots are continually misunderstanding almost everything there is to misunderstand. Yep. These guys manage to do it every week. But that's it's impressive. It's a skill. You imagine being around one of those people, like all the time. Y- yes. God. Yeah. What would it be like? I think I think most people go to work with people like that every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've uh, you've set yourself up where you don't have to deal with that kind of shit. Yeah, I have. You know. I think I think most people's most people's coworkers and family. You're operating at that level. Yeah, sure. yeah that's yeah. probably true. It's probably true. You know. Yeah. Right. I stand with Ukraine. <laughs> Do you feel better? You feel better when you say that? I feel uh, like I'm in the club. Yeah. <laughs> you feel good about yourself. I feel morally superior standing with Ukraine. We should just, we should just stand Especially with if I don't have to go over there and get my ass shot off. Right? We should just nuke Russia. If I can just stand with them, I don't have to, you it's know. really easy. Let's nuke Russia. That's that's the answer. Drop some obviously the answer. I, I don't know. How do you continue to vote for an administration that refuses to nuke Moscow? <laughs> well, if you send thoughts and prayers to the Ukraine, you're good. That's right. Thoughts and put, prayers. Put, chocolate. Put a yellow and blue flag on your, on your Facebook profile. You know, good nylon stockings <laughs> for the relief. Yeah, relief effort. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All the guys in the Navy would just be wearing them. <laughs> Did you see that we sent a shitload of uh, M14s over there? No. Yeah. Oh, whole bunch of Rusty, M14s. you don't know, man. Our our good friend that just got back from South Korea. Yep. Told me that all the weapon stockpiles in South Korea are gone. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. All of them. Everything. We depleted our um, munitions. Yes. I hope Kim Jong Un isn't listening. Oh, to he the knows. Show. He knows. <laughs> yeah, no shit. He knows. They watch. Yeah. They watch these things. CNN doesn't, of course, but. Kim Jong Un or, or what Hill or whichever one. I bet he's a fan of the show. He might invite you over there one day. <laughs> would you Would you go if he invited you over? <laughs> train him. Train him. <laughs> Big fan. I wonder if the kimchi in North Korea is better than the kimchi in. South I bet Korea. it is in Pyongyang in the fucking. Oh yeah, the stuff in the given palace. In the palace. Yeah. Everywhere else, I don't God, know. I love man. kimchi. I do too. I'd love it if I had access to it. I'd eat the shit every day. Kathy buys it at Walmart. <clears throat> is it good? According to her. You don't She's either. a real Korean. I don't like it. Yeah, don't you don't like kimchi? No. The fuck is wrong That's with you? A lot of things. That's just one of them. That's one yeah. One little minor, probably solvable problem. Yeah. You apply yourself to it. That's true. You, I, haven't, I haven't taken the time to acquire the taste. You haven't taken the time to investigate. Right. You know, some's better than others. There's yeah. no doubt. But there's just something about something that's crunchy and hot and smells that bad <laughs> that's just good you know all the real koreans in her family like the stuff at walmart oh i love it yeah the walmart kimchi i bought that the, before it's pretty good yeah it's in the little refrigerator section yeah yeah, yeah that's good carmen's been buying it there's some lady down at the farmer's market that makes it oh yeah yeah here in town yeah and it's all pressured up you know you get it it's fermented and right. shit and it, it, her advice is you buy this. Don't open it till you get home. Open it over the sink because it's going to come out of the top, and there's so much pressure on it that you're going to have another quarter of a jar oh, of yeah. kimchi to put somewhere yeah. when you open it up. And I'm telling you, that is good. Yeah. That is some good shit, man. And it's good for you. I used to have a member. It's good for your gut. Our buddy Moon, whose who's mom was uh, half Korean and half Vietnamese. And she was the most amazing cook. Oh, my God. I traded his membership out 
for years for for food. She would send stuff up to the gym Stuff's all the so time. Good. Oh God, she made cucumber kimchi, daikon kimchi as as well as the normal, you know, napa cabbage yep. kimchi. But that cucumber kimchi was so fucking good. Oh my God! And then she'd make she'd make spring rolls, and she yeah. she'd fry up a bunch of couple of dozen spring rolls, and put him in the car and send him up to me hot. Oh, nice. Oh God, yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, it was fabulous. Yeah, so fabulous. Ours lives in a plastic bag in the fridge. But you go if you yeah. go to the Korean store, so like you go to Dallas and go to H Mart, they'll they'll sell a Samsung refrigerator that has a kimchi compartment. It's on the door. Oh shit! Yeah, it's on the door hmm. outside, so it doesn't mix with the rest of the food. How about that? <clears throat> yeah, and I don't know if it's at a specific temperature or whatever, but it's got a little kimchi kimchi compartment. Well, I guess that keeps from stinking up the rest of yeah. the food or yeah. something. But I, I don't know. I've gotten used to the smell of the shit. It smells good to me now that no, I, I know what it, it tastes bad. like. I don't think it smells bad. No, it's just but it's just hot stuff. Yeah. How come every Texan doesn't like? I mean, you eat a big old pile of pickled jalapenos, but kimchi <laughs> is awful. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Get into the people have already tuned out because we're talking about food and shit. Nah, people love the. You think the normal talk? All right. Let's start with the uh, start with the uh, network things. These are already off topic here. Let's see. M. Bracone asks, "Do you have an opinion on neutering dogs?" You do. In fact. I do. Podcast on TRT. I've been wondering if it's necessary for my five-month-old golden retriever. My vet made me feel like a jerk when I told her I'm not doing it. She gave me a bunch of statistics supporting neutering, but it seems like it's really just about the pet population. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. And her making money everything for doing the is, surgery. Everything else is back-engineered right. from that. My dog lives in the house. No other dogs. Fenced in yard. Walking on a leash. Won't be making puppies. I just don't see the need to do it to him. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. It's not neutering. It's castration. All right, let's just get that the fuck out of the way. She wants to castrate your dog. All right? It's a woman, vet, who wants to castrate your dog. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Something may be wrong here. All right? Why castrate the fucking dog? You know, there's a case to be made for spaying a female. You know, but not until she's been through estrus three times. Because all those hormones are development-sensitive things. They're, they need to be there at least for a while. But you, you, I, I promise you, you castrate a five-month-old male dog He's going to have knee problems. His stifle joints are going to go. I've seen it too many fucking times. Testosterone is part of the development of connective tissue and bones. And if you chop his nuts off when he's five months old, just because some fucking stupid woman wanted you to do that, you're, you're harming the dog. Get another vet. All right. Get another just, vet. Just Get a, go to a vet that also has a large animal practice. All right? Those people are much more reasonable about yeah. things like this. All right? Don't use a, a urban an urban veterinarian that has female employees. Just don't do it. All right? We had a— Especially if they <clears throat> want to chop the dog's nuts off. Our older dog, we got him—I'm I, I, pretty sure I'm not remembering this wrong. We got him at eight weeks, and he was already Jeez. castrated. Well, they did. At they did major weeks. surgery on him if they went up inside, because yeah. he wasn't descended. Right. Testicles don't descend till five or six months. Yeah. They fished him out and, yeah. and it, chopped it, his nuts we didn't, off. We didn't. I mean, he he definitely wasn't more than twelve weeks. You know. So yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, that's evil. Yeah. Oh, these bastards are evil. The pet population. No, it's not about the fucking pet population. It's a fucking procedure they charge money for it makes the office money yep. and it's evil it's fucking evil all right it's just it's just it's just stupid you know i mean he's a pet dog he lives with you he's in the house what makes you think that you aren't going to be able to control his reproductive ability 
you know. I mean, they don't just reproduce by themselves. <laughs> you got to have a, a female, you know, in estrus. Yeah. You know, right? Biology, that kind of shit. Takes two, you know. It's real weird, man. Uh, it's just so strange. All right. No, don't let them castrate your fucking dog. All right. Just have a have a ball or two about you and tell them no. All right. All right. Marty Fox. <laughs> Every goddamn week. Marty Fox. In the podcast episode for today about body composition, you mentioned that someone who is taller and looks identical to someone who is shorter taller guy will have a higher body fat percentage i may be misquoting yeah i think you probably are why is this i need every excuse to explain why i'm a fat piece of shit <laughs> all right well that's not that's not what you said that's not what i said i said that bigger guys guys at a higher body weight what i said was that if you are at a higher body weight if you're a contest bodybuilder and you're 510 and you're 275 and you look ripped, shredded. If they were to do an autopsy, this is what makes it difficult, uh, body fat analysis on you, you would be carrying a higher percentage of body fat in the same apparent physical condition that a, a, a guy at 170 would be carrying. Guys, short guys, five three. Because if you're if you're a contest bodybuilder that's carrying any muscle, and you're five three, you're going to weigh one seventy. And if you're five ten, you're going to weigh two seventy five. All right. If you are a, a a big heavy super heavyweight, or I guess they just call them heavyweight contest bodybuilder. Let's say you're six one, and you're in contest shape that afternoon of the show. And you've got visible vascularity on your abs. You know, you're in the best low body fat condition that you can get into, and you're 6'1". You're going to weigh 275, 285. I mean, what did Ronnie weigh when he was, you know, when he won oh, the I don't know. fourth Olympia? He's huge. He was you know, 285. And he's about six foot. Yeah, let's right? look it up real quick. What year? Do you remember the year? No, I don't. Two eighty-seven. Two eighty-seven. Man, you know, and that's At he's six feet, six feet tall. Yeah, he's, he's about six foot tall. Good God. And and uh, and and there's not ever been a you know nobody's ever looked like that. His Wikipedia says uh, off season three fifteen to three thirty. Yeah, contest two eighty-seven to three hundred. Big strong man. Five eleven. You know. Good God. Five eleven. He's. Uh, you know, he'll be carrying at that body fat, at that apparent contest shape, he's probably carrying 6 or 7% body fat. Whereas Clarence Bass, you know, was carrying 3.5%, but he only weighed 160 pounds, maybe. Maybe 155. All right, the bigger you are, the more body fat you're going to carry at the same apparent body fat composition body composition body composition yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah and that's just the way shit is all right ronnie coleman it is all right and the reason for this is it is not natural to be seven percent body right. fat yeah. that is not a natural human condition unless you are small but seven percent body fat at 285 body weight is not normal that's not natural it's not healthy it's not desirable but it's fashionable if you're a bodybuilder all right but that's not good for you it's those ronnie was in that kind of shape twice a year exactly. for about an hour and a half right right having cut down from right three from three thirty whatever it was you know yeah <clears throat> so in the off season if he's 315 to 330 at 511 
He's not twenty percent body fat. No, he's no, 12. he's no, he's probably twelve percent body 10 or 12%. fat. Which is still he still looks ridiculous. Silly, he still looks ridiculous. Silly lean. Oh, yeah. he's got visible abs. He's yeah. got he doesn't look that much better at seven percent. Yeah, and let's not forget. I mean, we talked about this during the podcast, but here here are the numbers: deadlift eight hundred for two. Yeah. Squat eight hundred for two. To depth, so I don't the know, man maybe. is he, he's a big strong motherfucker. Five hundred you know? for five bench. You know, this guy, he, Ronnie built this thing with heavy weights and sets of five. Yep. Yates did the same thing. Okay. All the great, big, strong, all the great, big bodybuilders, the ones you want to look like, used heavy weights. Yep. Right? I mean, the, the, the Frank Zane days are gone. All the big contest bodybuilders are, are using basically compound exercises with giant heavyweights yeah i mean they almost, yet, they almost have to right because of the uh the advances in technology let's say right i mean they they're, they're gonna get they're gonna get huge and how do you how do you get huge big massive compound lifts and lots of heavy weight that's all that's how you get big right you don't get big with sets of 12 but if you want to continue to do sets of 12 eight sets of seven or whatever the fuck then you go ahead and do that. Yep. Waste a couple of years on that shit, and then come back to training. Okay, and see what happens. If you watch any video of Ronnie Coleman lifting weights, he's always moving massive amounts of weight. Every hey, Ronnie time. didn't lift light weights. No, 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 no. I've been it. Uh, I've been around him enough. I don't know the guy, but I've been around him enough to know how he trained and. I know the guys he trained with, and I, you know, he was big, strong, fucking. Guy. The reason why they were the best is because they were okay with doing hard, hard shit. Yes. And not everybody is, but they want to look like him. Right. Yeah. What was it he said? He said everybody wants to look like a bodybuilder, but nobody want to do any heavy ass weight. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What else do you need to know? Right. You know. Okay. Uh, so David Roberts uh, asked, recently I took a road trip from my home in Arizona to hunt pheasant in southwest Missouri and go trout fishing in northwest Arkansas. Hey, it's the wide world of sports. Right? With all that drive time, I was able to listen to the complete starting strength, basic barbell training audiobook. so thanks for riding along with me. On my way home, I made a stop at WFAC for a form check with Rusty. Oh, hey. It was a very productive session as he was able to provide me with several pointers and cues for improving my deadlift, squat, bench, and press. Time and money well spent. He's an excellent coach. Question. On the forum recently, you indicated that you were going to attend a performance driving school. How did that go? Please give us a summary of the experience. Hey, there we go. Well, it so happens. I just got back from that a couple of days ago. uh, it was a Saturday-Sunday driving school with the Driver's Edge, thedriversedge.com, okay? In Dallas, the, right? It was, it was in um, was that a track that was northeast of Decatur called Eagles Canyon Raceway, ECR, Eagles Canyon Raceway. This track's got 16 turns. It's a road course. It's not an oval track. It's a road course. And I took the Porsche down. And just as I was figuring a bunch of stuff out, the goddamn thing threw a code on the dash as I was putting gas in it Saturday after all four sessions on Saturday. Uh, cleared the code Sunday morning. It came back, and I decided that I didn't want to have to, you know, get a, get a record to take me home if I went out and drove it on the track real hard just because I didn't know what, was wrong so i pushed out and uh opted to just drive home so i attended basically half the driving and most of the lectures uh i was impressed with this thing because um they run their school just almost exactly like we run starting strength seminars lecture practical lecture practical lecture practical so you're doing both things. You're, you're, you're seeing the material from 
both sides of the bar, as it were. And uh, you, uh, uh, these guys are good. These guys are good. You don't have access to a track like this. There's not any way to learn to drive your car up to the edge of its performance without putting it on a road course with a bunch of turns. And an instructor sitting in your car beside you telling you what to do. It was a marvelous experience, and I highly recommend it if you've got any interest in cars. Uh, and you've, you've got a car that's, you know, not a forerunner. You know, you want to, you know, you know, take your Suburban out there or anything like that. But there was a guy out there in a, in a Camry. Now, he wasn't going real fast. Yeah. He brought his Camry out to the day. Now, you, you could learn stuff in a Camry, you know, a front-wheel drive Camry. Sure. You can learn all kinds of things about how to drive real fast. But the amazing thing about this course was until you do this, my friends, you do not know what you don't know. You don't know how much there is for you to learn. You're not aware of the fact that there is a whole aspect of driving that you have no idea about. And it it is it was an amazing experience. It really was. I highly recommend it. So it's the driversedge.net, not dot com, as I said earlier. The driversedge.net. And uh, uh, Rick and Catherine are just fine people and they'll take care of you. And uh, you will, uh, you'll enjoy this. You'll enjoy this. It just gives you a whole different perspective on what that car is for. So that's what happened. Okay, Chef asks, have not heard about your dogs for a while. How's the dog situation? Asking because I recently had to put one of my dogs down. Oh, it's tough. That's tough. Kara's getting old. How old is Kara now? Thirteen. She's at least fourteen. Man, that's old for a dog that big. She may be fifteen. I don't know. We don't know. She's having trouble, having a little trouble. Yep. And you know the end is in sight. You know that's going to kill me. Yeah. She's having trouble getting up and stuff. Yeah, a little trouble getting up. Yep. But once she's up, she's all right. You know, she still go out. She still goes out and chases coyotes, so she can't be that bad. Right. Yeah. Uh. But she's having little episodes now that make us wonder, you know. Little Ivan is uh, coming up on a year. He weighs about 110, I think. Ivan's half Hockbosh and half Anatolian Shepherd. He's a sweet boy. He's a very nice dog. And then little Douglas. How old is Douglas now? 15 weeks? Something like that. Yeah. 15, 16 weeks. Little border collie. Little boy border collie. That little dog is a butthole. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, Jesus. He I just, love Douglas. He just beats the piss out of Ivan all day long. <laughs> Runs across the room, jumps through the air, and lands on Ivan. Just lands right in the middle of him with his mouth open going, Arr. <laughs> Pulls on his face, grabs him by the ears, and Ivy just goes, "Yeah, you know, very patient with him." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I love when they have no idea how little they are. Mm-hmm. He has no clue. Well, you know, and I got a buddy that's trying to trying to place uh, one of his dogs. His home situation has changed. He's trying to place a dogo a what a dogo dogo de, de argentina however they say that oh that's a kind of dog Never it's the of big it. white dog from argentina they used to hunt boar yeah look him up she's a she's three oh, and a half yeah. year old female and uh that's a good looking dog man. weighs about 90 pounds beautiful dog beautiful dog black eyes black nose white fur Spots showing through the thin coat. Rusty needs this dog. Look at this. God, I'd love to have a dog right now. I just can't. 
Well, if you can't, then you can't have this one. Yeah. So, one anybody that's terribly interested in that, let me know. I may be able to point you in that direction. Uh, okay. Uh, does Rusty have any advice on getting an astigmatism fixed? Man, somebody's well, listening what? on our conversation. Somebody's, somebody's weird. Is, I think Bree wrote Bree, go questions. out there and see if somebody's in the bathroom. <laughs> Whether, you know... This is shit we've been talking about. I'm actually getting it fixed next week, so. Well, I mean, your I, advice. I don't. I don't, I don't know wants, what my advice. Wants your, would be. This is Vince. He wants your advice on getting it fixed. Go see. What somebody. would be your advice? It sounds terrifying. Go to an ophthalmologist. <laughs> go, 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 go to a, somebody that's credible. Go to an ophthalmologist. If to he's have working fixed. out of his house, don't go to him. Don't, 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 don't go to him. Don't let your general <laughs> pussy. Your GP, <laughs> fix your astigmatism, all right? Don't let him do that, all right? Uh, Dr. Suggs is treating me good. He always has. Um, but, fuck, I don't have advice on it. Go to a doctor. <laughs> and my son has had bad eyesight since birth. He has severe astigmatisms, which cause persistent glare. I think his correction is in the plus four range. And in the direction, that makes it difficult to correct with surgery. Well... That's not good, man. Uh, depending on where you live, um, we've got a we we got a shitty medical situation here in Wichita Falls. But there are all a couple of good guys here, a couple of good surgeons, and Suggs is one of them. I wouldn't go to Dallas to have any of this done. He's a good guy, and he's a good he's a good surgeon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would I would use the, him. So I was told pretty much. Till three years ago from my eye doctor hey you're not a candidate you're not a candidate your eye isn't shaped right for it don't get lasik you're not and dr suggs looked at my eye and said don't listen to them you're a perfectly fine candidate so he needs to go to somebody who is who does this surgery and get their opinion not a normal not normal eye doctor so is what you're having lasik or is that is yeah, it something else yeah it's LASIK. it is lasik yeah do they always do the cutting and scraping with lasik yeah that's part of it oh, okay yeah well, so, I, you know, shit, I don't know. I yeah, had a lot of trouble with my eyes. I'm mildly nearsighted. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I've got a bunch of floaters now. Floaters accumulate with age. Oh, do they? Oh, God damn. I, sometimes little, little they're not. Spots. But every once in a while, I'll just yeah, something yeah. Will wave across my field of vision. And they've gotten to the point where I think I'm seeing bugs. There's a fly. <laughs> No, shit, it's a floater. <laughs> and uh, you just have to learn to ignore it. Like tinnitus, you just learn to ignore it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I, you know, it's, hell, if you're within travel distance to Wichita Falls, Suggs is good. Yep, he's real good. He's good. I'm sure they're, you know, any big market is going to have a, a good guy, yeah. a competent <laughs> ophthalmologist. Yeah. And, uh, but don't get an optometrist. Um, optometrist, they don't know what they're talking about. Optometrists refer you to an ophthalmologist. It, sometimes. No, they that's they don't do invasive procedures. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is sometimes they just don't tell you to go. They say you're not a candidate because that's what I was told yeah. growing up this entire time. You're not a candidate. Don't even bother doing it. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. And then I talked to Suggs, and he's like, "You're a candidate. Don't listen to them. They don't know what they're talking about." Yeah. My optometrist is uh, is pretty good. Uh, he's down on Kill, and he, uh, uh, I've got a little bit of glaucoma on this side, and he said I'm getting you an appointment with Suggs, mm -hmm. and uh, you need to get this looked at. But uh, but we know Suggs, right? He trains in the gym, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, good guy. I've known him a long time. He's, I, you know, if you call him, hell, see what he says. Maybe he'll take you as a patient. Okay, there's that thing. Now, Brian from Rhode Island here. I'm curious if you agree with my thoughts on long-term programming with the deadlift, specifically on HLM, heavy, light, medium. I've read through everything you've written. On programming pulls, I switched to triples at 450 and have progressed to 465 with no issue. 
I pull 80% for five on medium day because I'm not experienced with because I am not experienced with programming. Have you seen lifters ride out one heavy set per week at triples for a long time? Does that work with doubles? I assume it I would benefit from three day a week halting rack pull deadlift cycle when doubles are exhausted instead of pulling limit singles. Is my thought process correct? He's 39, 216, 5'11". Squats. Now, let's see. I'm assuming 360 is a squat, 465 deadlift, 310 bench, 175 press. All right. So he's still pulling off the floor once a week heavy. Well, he is, he says here, he makes a statement, I assume I would benefit from a three-week halting rack pull deadlift cycle when doubles are exhausted instead of pulling limit singles i think you would but i'm i limit singles uh are a peaking strategy they do not build strength long term no you can't just pull singles if he did a single with some back offs that could work single and some triple back offs that'll yeah but but you're getting the work out of the you're getting the work out of the reps right Uh, right Halting rack pull deadlift. Now, let me tell you what what I did, and and uh, I did not do after I got up to in the mid five hundreds deadlift range. I didn't do deadlifts except at the meet. That's the only time I did them. I did haltings and rack pulls, and I alternated. Uh, so I would do a halting on Tuesday, halting deadlifts, which is from the floor just right above the knees and set back down. And I did eights and fives on those. And then that Friday, I would do heavy shrugs out of the rack. By heavy shrugs, I mean from above the knee with straps and a hundred pounds over my deadlift so up in the high sixes for sets of five and this these are described in the book and then the following week i would do rack pulls and power cleans now i don't like deadlifts uh, full deadlifts for for advanced lifters because they just beat the piss out of you. All right, they they're, the range of motion is too long with real heavy weight. They're too hard to recover from unless you're taking a whole bunch of drugs. And even then, they're they they use you up. And the older you get, you get up to when your upper thirties, those things get hard to recover from. So I found that haltings and rack pulls were the were the best combination for my training and i got up in the you know i got to a 633 deadlift on two different in two different meets and i know that's not uh you know junior nationals material but by the same token i was 5 8 and you know had bad advice about staying at 220 you know, had I gone to 242 at 5'8", that would have made a lot more sense in terms of my total. Uh, and I've always advised you at 5'11", for example, you are 216 pounds. At 5'11", you need to be 275 as fast as you can get there. Really, no shit. If, if, if you're interested in a total... Even at 39, he's 39 years old. So he's on the way out, but you still need to get up. You need to be 242 at your next meet. All right, now you're going to total a whole bunch more weight at 242. Then you need to do at least one meet at 275. That's just where your levers are going to work the best. You know, you just you, muscle bellies are not big enough at 216 pounds of body weight and 5'11 to be strong. 
What's his deadlift now? 460 something for triple? 465. 242 with the 600 pound pull. He needs to be chasing the 600 pound pull, too. Right. 242 at a 600 pound pull. And 275 with, you know, he probably pulls seven and a quarter. But if you're going to pull seven, that's the body weight you're going to do it at. Okay. Now, were you. 29 instead of 39 i would say you probably do seven and a quarter at 242 but you're not 39 you're not 29 you're 39 so you've got a limited amount of time left to get this done but don't do it at a light body weight it, i promise you it doesn't work it doesn't work i got some real bad advice about that and it cost me a bunch of competitions. At 5'8", <laughs> 220 is too light a body weight. You can't do it. Nobody. If you look at Ed Cohen, 5'5", and his totals were all set at 242. 5'5", yep. five, five, 242. No shit. You know, rethink this. Go on up in body weight. I know you're 39. I know your wife's yelling at you about getting fat. Get a better wife. Or get your deadlift to 650 and you, you won't know, be fat. They're, they're out there. Yeah. Better wives are available. You know. All right. Rob Saunders says, Hi, Rip. I broke my back. That's catchy. That's a catchy first line. Well, you know, it gets grabs the attention, your attention. Yeah. I'm a 28-year-old male, 5'8", 190. I've been using starting strength about seven years. Current lift singles or squat, five and a quarter, press, 225, deadlift, 550, bench, 300. So he has the same problem I did. Too tall to weigh 190. So... He immediately needs to be 220, and if he was 220, this accident might not have happened. A couple of days ago, I had a mountain bike crash and fractured all five Jeez. lumbar transverse processes on the left side. That's God a, damn, that had to have hurt. That's a, God. That is getting hit real hard in the low side of the lower back. Oh, my God. How would, how would he have done that? He would have. He, he probably. Have he probably went head first. Smashed into the. I don't know. You don't think he went head first? And then his legs went over. Might have hit a tree. Or, or landed on a rock. His leg went over his head. Landed on a rock. Landed on top of the bike. I don't know, but he smashed his his uh, left. Side. He probably got a kidney injury too. Under that, God Almighty. Besides, the first day pain is minimal. Jeez. I find that hard to believe. Ugh. He's a tough motherfucker. And I am still able to walk around and do small tasks with no issue. Keeping my back normal extension is the most comfortable with rounding in the upper back being no issue. What would the steps of recovery look like for this? When would getting back under the bar be possible? Any concerns with regards to nerve damage or mobility issues? Well, I can't answer any of those questions without looking at the amount of displacement of the transverse processes. Were they displaced? Are they just fractured and undisplaced? Are they in, you know, is surgery warranted here? What's, you know, there's all kind of things that could be the, the situation that I haven't got the information on. Um, you know, whatever is wrong, you want to do things that do not displace those fractures. And what that is going to involve is you keeping your back as flat as possible when you start back to pulling out of the rack. That's what you'll do. You'll do some rack pulls. And you'll do them very carefully. And you'll do them with light weight. And you'll gradually progress your sets of five. Uh, but really, without without seeing more details on an injury of this nature, I just I I I'm not able to not able to tell you specifically what to do. You, but the principles 
will guide you through the stress recovery adaptation all right one of the problems with physical therapy is that they think see if you think this makes any sense they think that the injury that has to be rehabilitated is the stress and it's not the stress has to come from the workout because the stress has to happen on top of the fact that there is an injury the stress is applied to the injury the stress that you recover from has to be applied to the injured tissue and they don't think about it like that they're not they're not taught stress recovery adaptation at school i think you're giving them too much credit i think they see a problem and they have a toolbox full of solutions a, and they're going to start yeah B. and they're going to start applying yeah. modalities they don't they're not modality thinking, a yeah modality. there's modalities that are matched up to problems there's no and there's they're no, all worth $60 yeah and there's no process involved in, in no the i don't know right? normally there's not yeah. no it's a racket see my article entitled is physical therapy fraud and i think in a lot of cases it is i know that's harsh but that's just the case fact of the matter is these people are if i was that bad at my job nobody'd know who i was but you know by same token i know when to 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 not run my mouth in a situation like this I don't know what's going on. This sounds like a real bad situation, but it may not be. I don't know. Yeah. You said you fractured all five of the uh, lumbar transverse processes on the left side. You know, you break them all the way off. Are they floating around in your abdomen? What do you, <laughs> you know, what do you mean by this? Are there, there going to be, you know, are they not displaced fractures? What the hell is the deal? You know. Not enough information, Rob. But let us know how you, how you. I'd almost feel better about it if he wasn't a bunch of pain. Like the fact that he's in no pain. Is the fact pretty, that he's in no pain would indicate to me that that they've got him on a bunch of medication. <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> All right, here's the last. Last one. Hope it's good. All right. Hey, Rip, I don't have a coaching question, but I'm interested to hear whether or not you've seen the 2021 movie called Old Henry, starring Tim Blake Nelson, and your thoughts on it if you've seen it. Uh, yes, I have seen that movie. That was a, it's a, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's a real good movie. It's an interesting take on a, on a persistent historical question about the American West who was this guy and you yeah it's it's a that's a it's a good movie it it certainly is hell is worth Who's seeing in it? but i oh tim tim blake nelson little guy oh tim that blake guy. Nelson. yeah yeah but uh the character he's playing was kind of short too so it's uh uh but i don't want to tell you anything more about it because it'll ruin the so it's worth watching coolness it's worth watching yeah it's a good show also, is it time for an abs or a private parts t-shirt from Starting Strength? Abs or private That's parts. Pretty That's nice. pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a fun Ooh. shirt. Let's give that some thought, shall we? <laughs> He's going to want royalties, this. though. No, it's a, if, you all, if you all make this shirt, I don't want any royalties oh, really? or recognition. Just use the proceeds to buy more trap bars to throw in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Abs are private parts. I like it. Please keep your shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> well, we leave anything out? No. No. Did anybody call me while I was? You know, I lost my phone the other day. It was gone overnight. You should tell everybody what the uh, what your what car your instructor was driving. That'd be a cool thing that everybody. Oh yeah, hear. the car my instructor was driving, and I mean like a striped ass ape around this track. <laughs> is a Mazda Miata. About what year? Uh, it was it was uh, ten or so. It was probably uh, 
it was I don't did they quit making that? Oh, I don't know. We'll look it up. I bet they did. They stopped making I, all the cool I, he shit. He didn't tell me what your model it was, but I know it wasn't that first one. Yeah. It wasn't the first version. Um, it was not the first version. Uh, there is a 2022. Yeah. So they've got, uh, they're still making the damn thing. I wonder if there's still a lot of. It wasn't a brand new car. And he was driving the fuck out of this thing. It was an amazing, amazing deal. Those are cool cars. Real nice guy named Jeff. And uh, it was uh, it was a uh, it was a fun weekend. It was a fun weekend. I didn't know that a Miata would do that. Hey, but look, they uh, still have uh, uh, manuals in the twenty twenty two. Yeah. Well, that's one of the few cars left few. that does the, the Nissan the four hundred. The new yeah. Nissan is a, is they still have it a manual, and I don't really know of anything else, man. They still make the not the, the, the newest thing that came after the three seventies. Yeah, got the four hundred. It's got a six speed. It's either twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three model year. It's a still it's a six speed. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. They know who buys those cars, yep. don't they? It's a cool looking car, man. Yeah, it looks like the uh, it looks like the three hundred, yeah. the two forty. Yeah. yeah, it's got kind of that same body style. A little bit longer. Yeah, longer frame on it. And do they have a back seat version? The two plus no, two, I they call so. them. They didn't. Think so. Yep. Still two seater. I like my back seat. My coupe. As it's called. Well, anyway, these people are not interested in listening to me and you talk about shit like this. Rusty they, edit all that they out. They asked about Rusty's fucking astigmatism. That's weird. <laughs> that is a weird. How do they know he had an astigmatism? Yeah, how do they know that? I'm getting paranoid. You, there's a, there's somebody in the bathroom over here listening. <laughs> I'm throwing my phone away when I get home. <laughs> yeah, change your phone out. It's obviously the FBI is all over. The, that was an FBI. That was agent. my agent. Is that what it yeah. was? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That okay. <laughs> all right. Quit talking about toes, all right, everybody Rusty. Shut up. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week, I guess, on Starting Strength Radio. <laughs>